0: This year is the fifth annual Philadelphia Podcast Festival, and I could not be happier to be bringing Everything is Awesome back for the second year in a row. That's right, Everything is Awesome late night comes back to the Philadelphia Podcast Fest at Tattooed Moms on Sunday, July 16th from 2 to 3 p.m., and it's going to be... So much fun. We have Noah Houlihan on hand to talk about Plus Two Comedy, Game the Gamer. We have Brian Durkin to bring the funny. He's going to tell some jokes. We're going to talk podcasting, full belly laughs, and much, much more. Mike and I will be on hand to talk many things, play games. It's going to be just so much fun. Make sure you make your way out to the 5th Annual Philadelphia Podcast Festival, especially from 2 to 3 at Tattooed Moms, so you can see Everything is Awesome late night live.
1: Everything is Awesome is part of Courts and Parts, a podcast network featuring pop culture, TV, movie, and geek podcasts. Check out some of our other shows, like TV Ate My Brain, Let's Chat with Revelin Friends, and Podstalgic at Courtsandparts.com.
0: Awesome! Welcome to this week's edition of Everything is Awesome I am your host, Kevin This is a show where we sit down and talk to awesome people about awesome things uh, I'm not quite sure how, how in the thick of it we are When it comes to these Philadelphia Podcast Festival episodes But we're in the thick of it regardless And I'm really excited uh, for this week's guest Because I wanted to have him on um, Probably almost a year ago uh, when we were doing the Philadelphia Podcast Fest the first time, um, I met him. Uh, you know what? Yeah, 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 yeah. You were you were at the uh, Podcast Fest last year. It wasn't some slub, right?
1: No, it was me uh, there, me there, yeah. and then Robbie was also there on some days, but I was there okay. With you.
0: Okay, so yeah, and then uh, and we chatted there. I uh, ended up doing a show at his store. Uh, had him run sound for us at a, a, an event that we put on. Um, and but it was right before the uh, the Bird Set Sound Show that we did that I wanted to have him on the show and it was just it kind of at some point it kind of just I let it go because I I couldn't find a good way to be like hey let's bring him on let's bring him on and then uh, he said that's he was offensive. starting a podcast
1: what's that I said that's offensive but I was joking
0: <laughs> well it's uh, it's the good news is it's it's uh, it, it was all like um, fate because and destiny because. You, uh, After the Everything is Awesome Podiversary show, uh, our guest this week said that he was going to start a podcast. And I was like, well, that's perfect. I have to have you on the show sometime. And then um, fast forward to the Philadelphia Podcast Fest. It's the perfect time because... Uh, the, our guest this week is not just part of the Philadelphia podcast fest as a sound engineer, as a, as a venue host, but, uh, as a podcaster himself. So please welcome to the show, uh, the owner of bridge sounds, uh, the host of, uh, well, this is terrible. I listen to the podcast every, twice a month, uh, Bridget sound is it, is that, the, I, I just call it the bridge sound show, but that's not the name at all. Uh, Steve Harner <laughs> from bridge sound. What's the name of your podcast?
1: Hello, the name of the podcast is, I don't know, <laughs> probably <laughs> what you said. Maybe um, we refer to it as like the shop podcast. So.
0: Oh, the shop podcast. That is yeah. exactly what it is when it shows up on my feed. Um, cool. But it is because you have your bridge sound logo as well. I uh, I just refer to like when I'm so, like when I'm like, oh, I'm listening to the bridge set show uh, is kind of what I say in my head. But that's not how you market it at all. So I'm in the wrong the shop I mean, okay.
1: I think because it's bridge set sound and we love the S's like that, it makes complete sense to me um, why you feel the way that you do or, or think that way. And so that's kind of actually came up as like, OK, we always have these heavy alliterations. So how about shop podcast and just kind of like change it up a little bit?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I did. I was so excited um, cause you, you had mentioned it in January that you were start that you wanted to start a podcast and I guess the first one dropped it, was it March that the first one dropped?
1: Yeah. I think the next one we'll put out is episode eight. So, but the first, when we first started it, um, we said we do every month, like the first of every month. And then we'd talk about the shop and we'd have a guest on and then, uh, we did it. And of course, like, you know, it was just immediately super addicting. And we're sitting there, yeah. like, man, this is a lot of time going by. That was a lot of fun. And so then we did decide, okay, let's do it twice a month where the first of the month will be like the hour conversation like we're doing. And then uh, halfway through the month will be like just a half hour kind of shenanigans, catching up, um, whatever. And once again, it's the middle of the month and we didn't do it yet. <laughs> and <then> we, <laughs> We'll do it real soon. It's well, you know, but the one
0: thing that I think uh, that like I've learned in in podcasting over the years is that like it's only us that care about these deadlines. And maybe it's a it it, maybe it's a little bit more important when when you're not as frequent when you are a monthly show or when you are a biweekly show. Um, Maybe I I don't know, because I've never hosted anything that was anything less than than uh, or anything. Yeah, less than a weekly show. So I especially because I do a lot of bonus episodes too. Uh, sometimes like I'll like I posted, we did a, I did an episode with two, two guests about wonder woman that I was supposed to put out on the seventh and it didn't go out until the 12th or something like that. And I beat myself up over it, but I don't think anyone else really cares at all.
1: No, no. They yeah. just know when, when it lights up on their little phone and they yeah. got a the little circle next to it. They're like, sweet. I can listen to this now.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, and, like, same thing with um, the – I and I ha- I've had this discussion with a, w- a few other podcasters, but, like, I, like, the numbering schemes, like, I have some podcaster friends who just don't do it because they don't see the importance of it. But then there's uh, me, and I want to say I would feel like it's the majority of it, maybe after after the medium has been around for, like, 12 years now or whatever, it's maybe it's not. But to me, like, having that number system is so important because, like, it proves some sort of – uh worth that means nothing, but it proves something.
1: Oh, it does. It's everything. It means <laughs> I did another one. Yes. Yeah. And well, we good. We we got into uh just the idea of podcasting, um, obviously from the festivals and everything, or the festival, and that really, really got us going. And then we were just, you know, brainstorming all these ideas and projects and events and just all these things and we're like okay we can do blog posts we can do you know all the different social medias the blah and it was just like so much so the podcast has helped us to be like okay let's do this mm-hmm. it's you know it involves all the things that we like we get to have a conversation and then that way whatever we put out um through our conversation like on the podcast that's what we can hold ourselves accountable to because we said it out loud and put it in the public so then we'll do those things and so it's it's been like a really good kind of you know just time frame for us because everything's so busy and crazy here or a good structure, um, yeah. to help us like decide what to do, and then we just get to talk and as you know yeah. talking is so much fun.
0: Oh yeah, and I, it's. I was, um, because I'm a, I'm a talk guy and not a music guy. Uh, like it's, it's always weird when I encounter these podcasts that quote unquote have some sort of musical theme to it. Like, um, Dan's podcast, 25 o'clock pod. I actually really love that podcast because at its heart, it's just a conversation and that, you know, is centered around music, but like I can dig that conversation and, um, when you guys put out your first episode, I was like, I wonder what this is going to be. Like, cause it's like, cause I, you know, that first episode, like I knew it was coming. I saw that. I think, uh, I think Dan was the one that helped like, kind of like initiate it into the podcasting society, Facebook group. And, um, and I was like so excited because you, you had told me about, it. I was like, oh, I wonder what this is going to be. Is it going to be heavy music? Is it going to be, uh, you know, talk and, and it's like, Especially your mid month one is everything I want it to be in a podcast. It's just two dudes sitting around talking. Uh, that is like the perfect podcast for me.
1: Oh why thank you. And that's great to hear because it's so different when there isn't a guest there and yeah. and it is just us two. And then it's kinda of one of those things where you do, you know, a little bit of prep and then you hit record and you look at each other and it's just like, whoa. There's there's <laughs> like so many things. And the last one was really crazy actually. Um we did it with Robbie is the last interview one and then the yeah. last mid month one for both of those I was just absolutely exhausted and I thought like I could have just passed out at any time but the podcast was like the perfect like second wind adrenaline boost mm-hmm. um cuz mm-hmm. I've been up like all night I would, I did a sound system upgrade for the Kyber Pass pub um at like second chestnut in old city and working with a lot of these businesses around here um over hours or overnight hours is you know preferable to them and like i'm down yeah and kyber just so happened that it was like two or three nights in a row of just all night overnight so i'm glad those were enjoyable i actually haven't even listened to them yet because (laughs) they those were uh, a labor of love and quite painful um (laughs) it all worked out it's,
0: uh, yeah. I mean, like I said, it's, uh, it's, and, and even your, your, your main, I guess the main episode of the month, the first one of the month where you, had, like, interview somebody that the, I dig, them, like the, and I forget the guy's name, but the, the one that was, I guess, the, the, I think the month before Robbie was um, the guy
1: with the, the, the spindle the thing or
0: whatever. Or, yeah. No, yeah. Uh, Fett,
1: there was the electronic band, but yeah, the spindle is an invention, and that's actually, an update doing like crazy well um oh yeah and it's it's really cool now that that is live like it's in packages it's in our store um he came with me to the punk rock flea market uh that was a couple of weeks ago that we did and sold i think like two of them there and um and all these like good drummers on instagram with these followers he got these in their hands and they're fuck Or er, excuse me they are having yeah, a. You can blast. definitely <laughs> curse. I can say fuck. Um, yes. But they, <laughs> they are having a blast with um, being able to spin a symbol and and the followers that these guys have are all interacting and commenting on it. Um, so that's been really exciting, actually, since since that's even happened. And there's just a bunch of awesome. things going on with that. Yeah.
0: That's a, and that was just such an interesting conversation, even for someone who's like I know next to nothing. When it comes to music, let alone like the instruments that are involved, uh, it, you know, it, it's it's that uh, just it, I can uh, enjoy music for basically just a form of entertainment. But typically I when I have earbuds in, it's a podcast, uh, but I really love like it, it is um the the shop podcast is is uh it is it is definitely the one like i'm still i'm up to date on it it is one of you know i listen to a lot of podcasts but it is because i was able to catch it uh in the beginning it is one that i do listen to as soon as it drops because it's uh i like it you got you you have a you uh you and uh matt are are naturals
1: no i thank you Thank you. It's those are kind words, and it's a lot of fun. And I am stoked. Speaking of which, and all these, all this podcast, um, nonsense to have the the live to do a live podcast here in the shop, um, and then on top of that to just be hosts to the uh, twenty five o'clock pod, like you mentioned, and then the mm. great albums podcast. Yeah, is like um, I'm so so excited. I can't even, I can't even say anything.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's cool because you did you guys um use have the store as a venue for last year's fest?
1: No, no, we just did the the sound at Tattooed Mom. Um, yeah, each time, so I split okay. duties with Robbie, who was our last podcast um, interview guest, and so he'll be doing half of them again, and then I'll be doing half of them. Um, but yeah, we didn't have any here, so that's why I when i saw the schedule come out and i saw wow that friday night uh will be here with those two and then us doing one live um that got me really really excited because we haven't done other than your show um and maybe one or two others here we haven't done any live podcasts that we were hosting so we've kind of been talking about it and we are going to try and uh cook up some some interactive things here so whoever's whoever's here (laughs) Don't fear. Still come. But we are going to try and uh, try and mix it up a little bit. It is
0: uh, interesting. I remember probably about this time last year was when I probably found out that we were accepted to the Philadelphia Podcast Fest. And it was the first time that I had uh, done a live show in about nine years or something like that. Um, and, and probably, uh, I guess from this point last year was about seven years since like, I did anything like in front of people. I, the last thing I did prior to the podcast fest last year was, uh, uh, do a wrestling match in 2009. And that was like the last like public thing that I did. Uh, so it was like nerve wracking. And like, I like this show, I think is a great show. I love doing everything is awesome. Sitting down with a guest for an hour and chatting, but I don't see that working. Um, because i'm not that entertaining to a live crowd like i just don't see that working for a live crowd so like to to change it up was like the big like mystery like what do we do to to make it different for the philadelphia podcast fest and i mean we... you had
1: a dude like doing push-ups and all that kind of crazy stuff <laughs> yeah. last, last year yeah. that was awesome
0: yes that, and it's like it's nuts because I, I there's I, f- I feel like we have definitely topped the Philadelphia Podcast Fest from last year uh, because I wasn't a huge fan of of our open. I thought I, I tried to be a comedian for way too long, uh, and I was not very – I was not successful at it. Uh, at well, I would have been show. laughing
1: if it weren't for the beer and breakfast burrito, so I apologize.
0: <laughs> oh, God. The, tat- the Tattooed Mom breakfast burrito is delicious it is uh when we did the potiversary show uh and, and we were there we you and i were both there setting up early uh you told me i had to get that and i eventually got it i think before i think i got it before my show went on and it was so good it was tattooed mom is like my favorite joint down there like it's what like it's i don't go to the city often but tattooed mom is where i like to go
1: it is. It's it's really motivating for me as well to go there because they've been on South Street, you know, forever and I have a business on South Street and yes. I want to be here forever and be like, you know, an institution like that place is um, and like the Magic Gardens is like those two places really to me are a staple of like what I think the the true aesthetic of, of South Street really is. Well, and so let's get into get
0: into some of this because uh, you have been doing a podcast for only months—not that long—but you, where it all kind of stems from, uh, is I, or based on the the premise of the show. Really, is you have a store on on South Street in Philadelphia, uh, and if we haven't made it clear, it's called Bridge Set Sound, uh, and you sell. Uh, musical thingies uh, is <laughs> what is what I say because I'm not a, a good person uh, that knows what that stuff is. You sell awesome microphones that is relevant to uh, podcasting. I know that, but um, and, but what I know just and this is what I learned from listening to your podcast actually is that you're not like from what it seems like. Yeah, you do sell you do sell normal like things that a music store would sell that you might expect but you also sell some really unique things and like actively search those things out and bring them in
1: yeah we you know it's funny because we did have electric guitars when we first opened um we weren't going to even from the start but there's a really good brand gnl um that kind of fit what we said like our, our mission was and, and what we wanted to sell. Um, but then we got rid of the electric guitar on on purpose so that, you know, most music stores and it's, it's cool and it's fine are electric guitar based or like, you know, that's just what they really have. And my wife and I, neither of us are guitar players anyways. And mm-hmm. so taking that out of the equation and then having all this space and that's when we were like, now we can really... Like have fun with people and be like, yeah. hey, here's all this kind of stuff. Um, it's used in cultures everywhere, um, and you can just interact with it and, and see what happens.
0: Yeah, it's um, uh, like I know, like the the didgeri, is it called? Am the I saying that? Yeah, the didgery do, which is something that like I would say probably I knew about before hearing you guys talk about it on the show. But I don't know that I actually knew it was a real thing. Like it sounds <laughs> like, like something that you would hear on so, like Seinfeld talk
1: about. Yeah, we <laughs> like, make it sound like it's peanut butter and jelly or something. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, we got like three digits here. Why don't you just play one?
0: It, and it's like it's really like it's like I've thought about like man, I want to like start a band and learn how <laughs> to play like, the didgeridoo because it because it's something unique and crazy. It sounds like uh, it's and that's what I love about. Like, your store just like, – and I've learned that through the podcast. Like, I've been in your store, and honestly, I've only noticed the microphones because, again, that's something that, like, means – I know what a microphone is. I, I barely know what a guitar is or what a <laughs> keyboard is. So, like, I look at musical instruments or, or even, like, I don't know, anything that's not a microphone in your store, and it's just, like – it looks ca- kind of all, like, the same to me. Uh, so, it, it's – I just – I love the uniqueness of your store is like, is, is, is what I'm trying to get at.
1: That's, that's the, uh, part of the charm with our location and how it really is like just full of people. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not a traditional music store. And so because of South street, it's every type of person that walks in like you, there's tons of people like you actually, that just like, don't even know. It's not that they don't care. They just, you know, it's not their thing. Mm-hmm. And then, so it's, it's, just great to watch people like you walk in and flabbergasted I guess would be mm. the word in like yeah. a good way and it it always leads to like a really interesting conversation really cool things and and they leave happy and we're just like wow okay at least I yeah learned something or yeah or oh I can actually shake something I never said I could do anything musical before but I, I can yeah. shake it
0: It's. I'll tell you. It's gonna be like the next time I walk in or you know come in to say hi or drop a flyer off or whatever, uh, or eventually upgrade my studio. Like I know I'm gonna be looking at your store completely differently now, all because. And that's like I'm a suburbs guy, so like it's not easy for me to get to your store on a regular basis. So like the way I connect to that store and kind of keep I guess up to date is is through your podcast, which I think is also like a really cool thing that you do on your podcast. It's not just necessarily a show about music or instruments or anything like you actually talk about what you do in the store and what you got going on in the store. And, uh, I don't know how that would, how much that works for other like businesses. Um, but I, I think it makes sense for you guys because it is, you're not dealing with, you know, the standards, you know, standard guitars or, or anything that like guitar center has, like you have such a unique set of, uh, products in there that it's, um, I don't know. It's it's it keeps everyone informed. And I I feel like your store is one that I don't know if it just attracts like people that happen to live in the city. Uh, I feel like it wouldn't because if people are talking about it, which they should be uh, like it's worth. And anyone listening to this, if you're in Bucks County or Delco or Monco or any county surrounding Philadelphia, it's worth, I think, the 45 minute trip to to come check out what's going on at that bridge that sound.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that. And that, it does happen actually. Um, and that's always a fun experience too. Like, we'll get a call from someone, you know, maybe they saw the website, maybe they didn't, but someone even from Trenton is like, oh, I saw you guys have like seagull guitars. That's really cool. I've always wanted to try this one. I'll be there in 45 minutes. You know, can you just make sure one's there for me still or whatever? And, uh, and it's, it's very exciting because, um, we really do want to be that institution Like the Magic Gardens and like Tattoo Moms um, Pretty often Like I was taking an Uber in the city Fairly recently um, An Uber pool And you know a couple from um, Here on vacation from another country Got in the car And they were like oh we're going to Magic Gardens And I just want that so bad I want yeah. someone to land from like France Get in, check in the hotel and Then just look up and be like Okay I have to go to Bridgestone Sound <laughs>
0: Well, now, how long have you uh, had the store? Has it always been on South Street?
1: Yeah, it's always been on South Street. And actually, pretty much this July 1st will be um, the end of the fourth year. So going into the fifth.
0: Oh, that's, you know, it's kind of uh, just a happy coincidence is is July 1 for me is uh, the 10th anniversary of me starting a podcast. Nice. Uh, great. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. It's, 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 I was looking up like just doing research cause I knew 2007 was my 10 year and I was like, I think it was in the summer and I was able to like, w- uh, the Wayback machine on, on the archive I- internet archive thing. Uh, I was able to find my old website, uh, that my producer had set up for us and I saw July 1st, 2007 was when it was posted. Um, so it's, uh, so, so you're going into your fifth year yeah uh, now from what I, I it's weird because I normally don't do research on my guests um, <laughs> I just happen to know a little bit more based off your podcast and because I've been on your website just kind of digging around you know uh, uh, just as a curious you know hey I know Steve let me see what you purchase know, sounds all about besides you know a music store or whatever um I also do, I also like I don't know I I fancy my I don't I shouldn't say I fancy myself a web developer because that's a lie that's a complete lie uh but I design my own website so like I just like poking around websites a lot to see like what people like what their mindset is when they design a site so and like so so bridge that sounds it sounds like you like did you do something with that before it was a store
1: yeah um there was a whole year before where I was subcontracted given a contract by Korg um Korg USA and their education division to do their work for the education division. And that work is going into schools all around the country and building music labs, um, setting up the furniture, you know, hooking up the computers, the MIDI controllers, the pianos, uh, whatever. And then they also have like a proprietary uh, communication system uh, that the, the teacher can use uh, to communicate with the students uh, remotely, you know, from around the classroom and compare them together, um, you know, and route the audio certain ways. And so I had been working for, uh, Soundtree is the name of the division since, um, 2009. And it just got to a point when Korg was, um, I guess like restructuring, you know, certain things and people and, and just moving stuff around and so they just asked me, I was the longest tenured one there and and I guess the most consistent um you know we're we're not going to have like a project manager for this um section or this this part of our business, you know. Um will you just start your own company and then we'll give you the work. Um and so I thought about it. I had another really awesome interesting offer at the time. Um but of course the opportunity was just like yes, I'll do this. And then we did that for a year, uh, my wife and I, and well, she wasn't my wife yet. This is all good. This is going to turn into a Tarantino thing. But so long story (laughs) short, um, when, when I did that for a year, or I guess while I was doing that for a year, I believe that's when I also got married. And then we were figuring out, you know, a long-term thing for us because the year was good for me and she had her thing going on as well. But. You know, did we want to do something else or more or bigger or whatever? And so that's when the conversation started um, to basically supplement, you know, the work I was doing with Soundtree in the music field and the connections I had and the the familiarity with the technology and the ability to, to help people to try and do something locally as well because it is a lot of traveling around uh with yeah. these schools. Um and it's it's all during the summer because, you know, that's when schools are closed uh-huh. and they want us to get in there uh, when the students aren't there. So um so yeah, that's where it all came from and and now that work, um, Soundtree's growing I believe and um and uh Korg Korg education is really like getting even stronger with their Korg Education brand and so, you know, it's it's we're very fortunate that we find ourselves busy with that, um, and then with the store as well, and both both continue to grow for us. So that's uh that's kinda what happened and how we got here and, and the secret sauce. So is your are your summers still
0: filled with travel for for uh doing these these educational installs?
1: Not um as much for me personally. Um but Robbie and a couple other people i've i've been able to send out um which Uh, is great so the store's been humming along um those guys have been able to go out and get stuff done and then everyone makes money and is happy and and gets to do something you know music related to to contribute to the old bills
0: and you and you found a way to kind of reap the ultimate benefit of not having to travel for it because uh, that is, I I used to do point of sale installs, um, and it was very very similar to some of the things you you've been you, you've talked about throughout the conversations so far. Where you know, it, not so much like we were uh, we were restricted to a certain season, but we were doing gas station installs. So it was all overnight stuff because that's when they were closed and whatnot. And but it was travel. Like I did Hess installs, so I was up and down the East Coast oh, wow. for the uh, for for. A, a long time, and um, it's uh, the, the 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 greatest benefit was like becoming a project lead, so you didn't have to travel as much. Uh, so you like you found the big win in being able to just send peons out, and I'm sure they're more than peons. I'm gonna, oh, call yeah. them pe- I'm gonna call them peons for the for the purpose of this conversation.
1: Yeah, no, and that's that's the the best part is they're they're not peons and they were peons. Um, you know when uh-huh. I when I wasn't in charge. I didn't do the hiring. I didn't have any say. Well, I had a little <laughs> bit of say, like once they were on it. But um, I, you know, these were the guys that I was able to say from the start. I know you'll be great at this, and mm-hmm. I know I can pay you a very fair amount of money. So, you know, you go do it, and you know, come with me for a few and learn and whatnot. Oh, that's and very So cool. it's gone very, very smoothly. And actually, Robbie and I are going to Fort Smith, Arkansas in um the middle of july for they're getting 19 schools upgraded to the new uh education system so that's going to be fun because i did the original install years ago and i'm like um you know fort smith arkansas wonderful what (laughs) (laughs) what am i going to do and we get there and it's my wife's vietnamese and and the food is what led me to her and everything. So that's that's an important side note because apparently in Fort Smith, Arkansas, there are a ton of Vietnamese people. And there are restaurants, really, really good restaurants everywhere. So I get to Fort Smith, Arkansas and get to eat pho every single day, which is what I love to do anyways. <laughs> and and so when that job came up and I saw it's 19 schools that Robbie and I are going to get upgraded uh, in a week, that was when I was like, "Okay, you know I'll go on that. Robbie you will also go on that with me. We'll have a blast, and i'll get to eat pho every day
0: <laughs> that's the important part right there uh, is the, is the the menu. Uh, <laughs>
1: It's true traveling' cause you you eat out every meal yeah. as well, so yeah. it's been really um really telling of the country is as, as well to go to different areas and see what I'm even able to eat um especially if it's after like 10 or 11 uh p.m.
0: I always enjoyed uh going up north the, to the northeast to like the 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 New England states cuz I was always guaranteed some good seafood. Chowder. Yeah, well not no I'm not a chowder guy. <laughs> but <laughs> I was able to get some crab legs, some lobster. Mm. I was able to do it right. Um and 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 enjoy myself without having to like uh really worry because I had no other options. I had to eat out. Warriors. Wizards. One shot. Over at kickstarter.com, the One Shot Podcast Network is currently funding the first season of The Dungeon Tome, an actual play experience that combines the style of professional wrestling with the storytelling power of Dungeons & Dragons. Performers will take on the roles of fantasy gladiators, battling it out in player-versus-player matches for wealth and glory. The Dungeon Dome will feature some of your favorite actual play performers, including Cat Cool of the Campaign Podcast, Mike McDoll of the Neo Scum, Pat O'Rourke of the Dungeon Rats Podcast, and Aram Farshan of God's Fall. But we can't make this project without your help, so head over to Kickstarter right now and look up the Dungeon Dome. Twenty-five bucks gets you a seat, but you'll only
1: need the edge.
0: So what? What's the? I because you're a fellow traveler. Uh, where? Where's like the most interesting place you've gone uh, while doing these various installs?
1: Um, that is a loaded question. Ooh. I um, like it. Man, now that you actually um call all of this to my mind like <laughs> wow. I there was a place that was literally like a little uh renaissance type town in like mm. Indiana somewhere that we did. Um I did a juvenile detention center in Chicago that was like really intense and really scary um <laughs> a place like fort smith i've been in malibu for this oh, That's um, awesome. that was amazing yeah i've been on like uh crazy just huge indian reservations out oh, wow. in uh, nevada at schools there where there's like horses everywhere in an elementary oh, school so cool. um yeah so it's That's the thing about it, and the beautiful thing about it is, and why I stuck with it, because it's a lot of work. Um, It wasn't always a lot of pay, but it was, again, like, okay, I'm doing something with music. I Uh am getting money for it. And, uh, you know, it's not stressful. It's just a lot of manual labor. Yeah. But then you do get to drive home through, like, a field of horses to a Ramada Inn. (laughs) So for what that's worth, it can be a wonderful time.
0: Yeah. It's, I mean, for, for me, it was, uh, I got very tiring, uh, after a while, just traveling. Uh, so, uh, and it wasn't very even like rewarding money wise at, at some point. It just, it, it, the, the, the benefits were no longer there, but the, the, the big ben- benefits, you know, for mo- throughout most of my travel years were usually where I was going. And whenever I went down to Florida, i strictly was pretty much East coast. Every now and then I went uh you know central or west coast but for the most part i was east coast traveling and anytime i got to go to like tampa or or, or miami was always fine because it's just a cool environment down there oh Miami's
1: uh, a blast yeah we yeah. got to do actually in florida orange county and then miami dade um those areas do invest in music education in their public schools. And so I've I've spent a decent amount of time there. And, yeah, Miami, one time the school was basically in Miami or or whatever. And, oh, my God, that was so much fun. Um, Talk about music, like out on the beach, people playing, people dancing.
0: And the year I was there was um, the year that I think uh, Brazil – And I'm sure they've won more than one year. I don't know anything about (laughs) soccer. But uh, there was a World Cup. Uh, and, and Brazil won it or they were, it, yeah, I think they won it. So like, there was just a huge party, like with Brazilian flags, uh, going up and down the streets of Miami. Uh, and the project, like that was the last time I was do I was traveling as an installer. Uh, so I was like, kind of like meeting up with one of the project leads to like, kind of, we, we were having, a, we were having a couple beers at his, uh, he, he did not, he at the, given the opportunity, he would never stay at like a named hotel. He would stay at like just an interesting hotel. And so he stayed at a hotel on the beach with uh, had a little beach bar and uh he he had me and the other guy come out so cuz we were graduating to project leads so we just all kind of celebrated having a couple drinks on the beach and uh yeah, it was that and um and Tampa uh going to Tampa or clear mm. I forget where it was. It was on the Gulf, though. It was probably Tampa, and like being able to sit at restaurants and like sit on docks, like just overlooking the Gulf of Mexico, was amazing.
1: Being in the Gulf for the first time was was kind of mind bending after being just on the East and West Coast beaches to okay. like you know so still, and there was like I was just there on a really calm day. And so there's like barely any waves and you could walk so far out in the area I was and just like not, not feel threatened at all. I was just waiting for like some giant turtle to come out. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. It was really, really cool and, and pretty, pretty crazy how different, um uh, yeah. it was.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, Florida is one of my, uh, it's, I had always said, and I, and I think part of me still would love to like, just go down, like retire and be able to go down there, but I I want to say, like, for for work, when I like, the last year that I did work down there, uh, I guess, like, my allergies or or whenever finally, like, started, like, adapting to Florida, meaning that I was able to get allergies down there, uh, (laughs) and it was just awful to breathe, and it it ended up being, like, kind of a pain to start traveling to Florida because of my messed up sinuses, but... Uh so now I'm lucky enough to just enjoy it uh once every 2 years as a family vacation at Disney. Uh, I love
1: Disney. Oh my
0: god. It's Disney uh I the first time I went was 4 years ago. Uh, I it did not go as a kid. And um so I was experiencing it with my kids for the first time at, like just like them and it was such like it had, it's funny because I told uh my fiance Jen I was like I'm not I'm more, of a ho- I'm more of a universal guy because it's like, you know, that's the adult theme park. And I was so wrong. Like, Disney is amazing.
1: We went to Epcot for our birthdays, uh, my wife and I, with my family. And mm-hmm. um, they have, a, like, a timeshare thing in, in Orlando um, at the, you know, some awesome Marriott crazy thing. Um, and it was actually during the hurricane down there. So our vacation got extended by like a day or two <laughs> because we just couldn't get out um but luckily that thing is a fortress um so we were we were fine anyways but yeah we went to epcot and oh my god it was the food and wine festival oh um, yeah, why yeah we yeah. wanted to go because again on on a Soundtree job years ago um we were in orlando myself and and a fellow dave that was working with me and um the teacher said something to the effect of like oh you know most of the students um, that i have are in some of the marching bands or they work at the park you know playing playing music in some way shape or form uh let me know if you guys want to get in We oh, were like weird. absolutely yes and uh so she got us in she actually met us there and walked us through the gate like with all of our students and then we were free in epcot and it just so happened that that was the food and wine festival and we got so hammered <laughs> and like and, and of course like you know, the festival starts at eleven a.m. and and we're all stoked and whatnot. I don't even remember what time it was, but we're like riding Buzz Lightyear, just blitzed out of our minds. <laughs> like this is the best thing ever. And um and then they had the fireworks at night and everything. And so I I had a blast then and wanted to do it again. So when the opportunity came up uh, to do it with my family, especially as adults, like I know you have kids that you took, but as adults, like I was there as a kid and now as an adult, it's it's even better. Um, because all the rides are just either as entertaining or mm-hmm. funny or whatever, yeah. and you actually get to drinketh of the boozeth and eat more of the foods and just you know yeah. really just have a good time.
0: We um we did uh, we had so we stay on site and uh, you, you get meal plans and whatnot with them now. And this last time we went we went again uh, a couple months ago. And um, this time around, we did a couple of uh, like meals that were like buffet style. But they, they also came with like they included drinks, which like two, uh, two years ago when I went to Disney, the only time I could drink when I was, at, was when I was at Epcot. So it was like like and like they had lager so i was like oh my god i'm at home like yes bring me all the lager <laughs> uh and uh, enough to to have, to like enjoy drinking uh not enough to be uh embarrassing hammer dad uh <laughs> i i was able to to keep myself in check um and uh but yeah it's I, I mean i enjoyed the and like you know this time around my my daughter uh when we went 2 years ago she had like been a couple she was only a couple months old so so this time around she was uh we went uh just before about a month before her third birthday uh and she was like turned into a little ride junkie and uh so she like she it was just so fun going on the rides uh with her even like when we had the opportunity to go by ourselves because you know they can't go on space mountain uh that like that was a good one for me and peter Pan. Um, Peter Pan we love yeah we all love that it's uh, there there was I was like maybe it was Captain like my my son gets a little freaked out at certain things but um we were able to like make sure he did that one and not get freaked out uh like that was a fun ride I actually this this was the the second trip that we took was the first time I went on to small world that had to be a thing I had to do because I feel like that ride won't be there forever you are a dad (laughs) and i had so much fun on that ride it's so annoying it was fun i feel like it had to be something on a checklist that i like it was my disney bucket list that i had to get checked off that ride
1: do you uh uh, did you go on the carousel of progress
0: uh which one what's that
1: it's okay then you're not at the ultimate dad status yet (laughs) it's my dad's favorite thing and it's you walk in i think it's by space mountain and you sit down and it either u-turn or the stage turns whatever i think you turn and it's like um like robots basically in different settings throughout the decades like oh look at this it's a newspaper <laughs> and then it's like they sing a song and it goes to the next scene and then they're like we have a microwave <laughs>
0: uh no i definitely did <laughs> not see that <laughs> go back right now that's that I'll put that on the, uh, the agenda for night. Cause, uh, my, my, uh, fiance's mom was like, I don't want it. We're not fast passing. It's a small world. I'm like, I don't think we have to, I think it's gonna be, (laughs) I think it's gonna be a 10 minute wait. I don't want us to fast pass. it. I just want to go on it. It's a small (laughs) world. It's, it was, and it, (laughs) we got, uh, me and my fiance and my daughter, we were all loving how annoying it was. And, uh, (laughs) Her mom, my son, who uh, is five and uh, and um, her my uh, fiance's mom's husband, they all were like, oh, my God, like those three just hated the ride. Well, I was like we that we rode that near the end of the night one night and I wanted so badly to just like as we got to the end, tell the people, signal the people again, just keep us going (laughs) because it was it was just that kind of fun like that. I don't know. There's something about it that's so annoying that I just smile the whole time.
1: (laughs) cringe (laughs)
0: uh what's your what's your favorite disney world ride
1: um my new favorite is the fact that my wife doesn't do roller coasters or anything of the sort she's very uh fragile and so she loves harry potter though and so part of it was you know we're gonna go to universal um her myself and then my brother mark wanted to go for some reason everyone else in my family they'll they'll argue this but they i can see it in their eyes they they hate universal and so we went and um so tal's like okay i'll get on these roller coasters you know it's harry potter i'm here let's do it And both times, and I had been on at least the one before uh, without her in the past, Mm -hmm. on both of the Harry Potter roller coasters, Harry Potter, it broke down (laughs) while we were on it. And so the one, she's already like, woo and freaking out and just (laughs) hating it. And then we get stuck, and we're kind of like dangling there, (laughs) just sort of like facing down on an angle. Um, And then another one, luckily, I don't think the positioning was as bad. Um, But yeah, so... That's my new favorite because those are the first and only roller coasters I will ever get to experience with my wife.
0: <laughs> it's uh, my, my first roller coasters were at Universal when I was, I think I was 19 or 20 was the first time I went down there uh, for Universal. And I think, uh, did one of the Harry Potter rides take over the Dueling Dragon ride?
1: oh did yeah yeah so she didn't that wasn't one of the two um okay. but yeah they did take over that as well that my brother and i went on um and that was fun
0: that was uh so my first roller coaster at universal was hulk which is really like, it's awesome i love that was a great first roller coaster i think oh absolutely but my la the last one that we did at Universal, like on our way out for the day, was the Dueling Dragons, which I had I think I had ridden already, um, you know, during the vacation. But uh, we decided to do it one more time, and and my one buddy couldn't go on because of uh, it, I don't know why. Uh, so it was just me and my other buddy, and uh, he's the like I'm still so and to this day I'm still nervous in line when I'm in line for a roller coaster. <laughs> But then I was like just not only was I nervous in line, I was nervous on the coaster, I was nervous the whole way through, and it stops like on the incline up. And my friend has the the audacity to say, I've never been this scared on a roller coaster before. This has never happened to me. I'm like, what are you talking about, Chris? Are we gonna die? <laughs> and like I literally had like a panic attack. And it, it turns out we just stopped because the other cart was like got was behind, and so we were waiting for them to catch up or something. But uh, yeah, I uh, I can understand getting freaked out on a uh, on a roller coaster. Likely never in an odd position. I've only been stuck on a coaster once.
1: And there's nothing you can do about it. Like no matter what position you get stuck in, if you're stuck on a coaster, you are strapped in and stuck. It's not like, oh I'll just at least walk to this corner of the room until they <laughs> yeah. unlock the door. Like you can't move.
0: Yeah. And and as if you're someone that like does not like heights, does not like roller coasters, or you've never had a, like a lot of experience with roller coasters. It is. I, I mean, I was stuck in a sitting position. I was just in an incline. So it wasn't like anything. There's it was probably the most comfortable position you could be stuck in. <laughs> and I was wigging out during that. So like I can only imagine in any other position how one person would feel. So it's, it would be awful.
1: It's a it's a great memory and one that I will hold very dearly. <laughs> it's I uh
0: I think um I, I would have to I think for me my favorite coaster is probably Hulk out of every coaster. I and I haven't been on many coasters. I'll I'll put that on front street. Uh that's probably my favorite coaster, but I, I, Disney is like I I I I don't have a favorite. I don't know if I have a favorite ride because there's just so many that I haven't been on. Um that. uh, I think the one that I enjoyed the most this past time that we went... and it's stupid it's a stupid little roller coaster uh for kids it's goofy's barnstormer (laughs) uh but only because my son wanted literally wanted to ride it 17 times Uh, because we had to twist his arm to get on we had to like bribe him with money to get on it (laughs) (laughs) so that was like only because uh you know me being a father i i really enjoyed that one plus i don't get scared on that one at all like even when i'm in line i'm not scared (laughs) you're tall enough and safe enough (laughs) yeah and it goes slow and it doesn't go really high and whatnot um okay that's i we that's a weird tangent that we went on i don't think i've gone on a disney tangent yet on this show so uh i am glad that we had the opportunity to do so uh so what do you um is there anything you can share for for what you're preparing to do your show live since i I, you know i feel I, i assume you're doing a little twist on your
1: normal show um we have a couple ideas floating. Um remembering what they are will be half <laughs> of the battle. Um but we want to we want to do a blend of um maybe uh trivia or hmm. sing along or Oh, that's
0: um, awesome. I like that uh, idea.
1: Yeah, or just like strumming and either asking, I don't know. There's there's some guitar things maybe we can do or or just different instrument things. Well, there's what's and,
0: and what's nice is that you you know a you're at home base, so so you can pull a lot of stuff out of just your like normal nine to five, uh bag that you that you have like because you guys Bird Set Sounds you do classes there as well,
1: correct? Yeah, we give uh private lessons. Yes.
0: So like you that that's like. That's, I think, a whole bag of tricks that I think you have at your disposal to do a live show. Like, we can give a demonstration of one of our classes or something like that.
1: Yeah, and the classes are great um, because we get to see so many people on on a regular basis. Um, And what's pretty crazy is um, the other music store that was in this, I guess, um, like, we're we're north-south Philly. But okay. um, in South Philly proper, there was a place called King's Music, um, and actually just closed down um, for some some personal reasons with the the owner. Um, so I had a conversation with him, and all of a sudden now we got like a lot uh, of new students and, oh. and teachers coming from there and bringing them with them. Uh, so this was our first day today of like just lesson mayhem uh, in the most beautiful beautiful way uh, but yeah, so now now that side also is um even more than picked up and will lead to i'm sure many many interesting conversation, especially this summer with a lot of people going to Disney. take me with you <laughs> uh yeah it's
0: it's uh I love that I don't know it's i and maybe it's because I'm just a suburbs person, and like I don't. I don't see that kind of, and that I mean, I shouldn't just like I don't want to single your store out just being the only awesome store of South Street. Like I don't see, I, I frequent maybe I, I frequented that Sound, Atomic Comics, and um, and Tattooed Moms. I don't see the things that those three venues, which represent three very different things. I don't see that kind of stuff done in the suburbs. So I guess it's really like I come at it and I look at it and I'm like, wow, because it's something that you know I don't see here. But like, you know, there's no comic book store in, in the suburbs or at least in Bucks County that is set up the way Atomic is with arcades in the back. Oh, they're uh, awesome clean and i don't want to say that the comic stores around me are dirty it's just like cluttered they're just like it's like a giant like they don't know how to say no to things (laughs) like
1: yeah they just have those guys are on it you can navigate
0: yeah i mean it's a very functional store um it is i i I don't know uh i was recently did a show at amalgam comics and coffee house down in frankfurt and i don't know like Cause that's also like a completely different than atomic city. And it's like, they're both like set up in such uh, I mean, compared to bucks County, like they're, they're very similar. They're clean and I can walk around, but even like within those two stores, they're just so very different and like cool and have their own unique things that I love about each one of them.
1: My mind is always blown when I happen to be um, in the suburbs Anywhere driving around because being as we are here on South Street in such a heavy foot traffic area, Uh when I, you know, the the concept of the complexes and shopping centers and like the those areas where things are all together, it still like freaks me out because. I, I don't know. Those yeah. places obviously exist and they do well. But if I were to open a business after experiencing, you know, being in a city and being in this area, um, I would just be so scared every day because, you know, people have to, like, get in their car and drive there to you. Yeah. And so kudos, especially to any independent business that is in a place like that. Like, that blows my mind um, and is is very good but yeah that that's something i don't know yeah if I, could handle. That,
0: I mean i guess that's a huge benefit uh, you know of being on south street uh, or i guess maybe in the city in general is that it's you just have generic foot traffic to to help business uh let alone just the, your normal traffic
1: that was uh, one of the things on the pros um side of the list was you know especially being philadelphia i forget you know where in the ranking it is but it's, let's say it's like the seventh biggest city or fifth or I don't know, whatever it is, you're like, you know, there's that many people here. And, you know, we didn't get too scientific with it, but of that many million people or whatever, this many people do something, this many people do something. And even when you trickle down to some of the fine details of within music, you know, just starting in a population area like this, we felt pretty good that there'd be enough people in a close enough area you know to warrant doing um, a business like this.
0: Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's, and I, I, I don't travel the city all that often. So like to me, I don't, I like it's being in in certain parts of the city is obviously very different than say maybe you going to different parts of the city, but like you know you, what from my you know point of view like that section of South Street I guess is is the the headhouse district or whatever they call it. Yes. Uh, that section is just so nice. Like it's, it's something that like you that I feel not that I ever really feel uncomfortable walking anywhere, I feel comfortable parking my car and leaving it, a, you know, a few blocks away. Uh, unlike other parts of the city, like I don't ever really concern myself with me walking around the city, but I've definitely parked my car in shady parts of the city and walked somewhere to meet somebody for dinner. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking Phew, my car is going to be missing when I get back <laughs> <laughs> uh, that like that part of the city that you're in, that, that doesn't exist. Like it's just such a, nice welcoming city and like i have had yet to have anybody that i've interacted business-wise down there like be a dick like you have been great dealing with you when it has to do with you know hey will you run sound or hey can i hang posters uh you know tattooed moms and talking to their event planners and uh talking to joe from atomic city comics like every it's just everyone's super it's like it's like that that south street section is is you know it's it's Going back to, like, uh, on other sh- other episodes of the show that we've talked about, like, the f- the podcasting community here in Philadelphia is so great. It's almost like that South Street community um, is just a great community as well.
1: It's It's kind of like the, you know, there aren't, especially on South Street, like, a ton of chain stores. They don't mm-hmm. really do well. And so the people that really contribute in a deep way do so, like, knowing and basically... Understanding that we have to like even go above and beyond to preserve and to like I guess really fully rejuvenate you know what South street is um, and and what's also really cool about South Street is it does go down to um, the river and they're actually talking some crazy plans about connecting it because ninety five really cut off this area just from easily easily getting to the waterfront mm-hmm. um but then we're also flanked on each side by you know really wealthy neighborhoods in certain <coughs> spots and and then good neighborhoods all around um but it's accessible from the subway and buses and everything and so South Street really is a melting pot of people just straight up that need to do different things, go different places, live in different places and and the fact that i think franchises and corporations and whatever brands if you will don't really do well here is super important like we know yeah. that and we have to just make sure um that it stays that way or else you know what what is it then
0: yeah no and i think that's what makes um south street great as like a as a as a patron is that it isn't filled with you know, uh, shopping center brands. Like it, it isn't Walmart. It isn't JCPenney, It isn't all these big names that, you know, take over, uh, you know, shopping centers in the suburbs and, uh, for small, like there's not many small businesses, uh, in, you know, around, the you know in bucks county there i'm sure there's a lot i'm sure because bucks county is a big county so I, i'm probably underselling it a little bit but you know it's definitely you know I, i've seen a lot of small time uh like uh, convenience stores just kind of close down because of the growth of wawa even uh, oh, yeah. And yeah so it's 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 i and, and as a guy like I like to think of myself as like an indie guy like that I've always kind of in my in my quote-unquote podcasting career or, or whatever you want to call it when you do something for 10 years and make zero dollars at it <laughs> uh I've I've always kind of pushed indie I've always been you know and that was you know it started out as a, it was a way to get free music uh was to to you know uh, help uh push pu- indie bands and whatnot but um, I've always been a fan of indie film. I've been a fan of indie music and like small, small business is just indie business. So it's, um it's so great to see like South street be South street. And absolutely. If, if a big business were to break in there and, and succeed, it would start like kind of tearing down, I guess, like the heart of what, what it means to be South street.
1: Yeah. I mean, our block alone and, you know, we mentioned tattooed moms and there's a place called Garland letters and, and eyes gallery. Um, and there 's a place called p s and q 's those are all all on South Street as well. but our block you know maybe I am biased because I just named all those places. but <laughs> I think our block is like the coolest block and and the best block um, because like on the other side, the opposite side of the street it 's just apartments and it 's a brick wall. so when you 're walking down South Street and you come to our block, if you want to see something you are already looking on our side of the street. Mm-hmm. And then we have on the corner Green Street Consignment, which is like a really nice um, consignment store that is, I believe, like a Philly-based franchise. So they have a couple locations, but they're like just a true indie, very nice, well-run consignment shop. And that's the corner. So that was important to us too when we were looking for a location, is kind of taking like the the shopping mall, I guess suburban model of you know here's your anchor stores where are they located what are they and then you know proximity to that in in choosing a location but so green street is right there we have the anarchist bookstore um is a door down from us and then there's us and then next to us is bun me and bottles that's an independent store that our friend and now neighbor or neighbor and then friend it all happened at once tuan opened um and they're a vietnamese family so now i get fa. Okay, don't get me started. And then then there is a Domino's, but then you go and there's a place called Vegan Tree, which is an independent vegan restaurant that makes amazing food and has like avocado sushi wraps and milk teas. And then there's Brauhaus Schmitz, which is an independent German restaurant and like super well-known. And then a Sweet Life Bakery that makes this amazing like banana pudding and and, like then an independent shipping store. And just all that stuff is literally in a 90-second stroll and that's where we're right in the middle of all that.
0: Uh, yeah, that it is. Um, it is something that, but, you know, before I had kids, I always wanted to not run a business in Philly because I, I don't think I could successfully run it. I mean, I don't successfully run a business. I have a, I have a, <laughs> an entertainment company that doesn't make money, but I, uh, it's, it, I've, you, was, used to be my like section of Philly that I adored so much Uh, and that before I had kids and, you know, where I kind of wanted to settle down not settle down, but where I wanted to live for a little while. Uh, and it's, it's, um, because main street of Manioc is, is kind of similar, uh, as far, I guess it's not similar South street. It's not as, um, it's not. As, I don't. Maybe flashy is that the word? I don't know. I don't know. If flashy is the word I'm looking for. But uh, I loved Main Street of, of Maniac. But and that's what. Like, whenever I go down the South Street, I'm kind of reminded of uh, of Main Street of Maniac, just because it's happening and it's definitely like a past Kev could have could have uh, mm-hmm. lived in that area and had a good time walking around. And it's funny because like uh, it, it, my fiance Jen's like, I don't picture you living in the city because like you would have to walk places. I'm like, I know, <laughs> but like. I think I could do it. <laughs> like I'm not that out of shape. <laughs> uh, there's
1: pizza every block. So oh my good. god!
0: Yeah, it's I. When we went to we, you know, Jen and I went to a we went to Helium Comedy Club for uh for something down in the city one time, and I I was like we we took an Uber down to the city because someone had given us like a a big Uber credit for. For the night uh to like we, it was like jen, jen got jen does um she's a row consultant which is uh or retailer they say now uh which is uh like a boutique it's like direct sales clothing of like they're known for their leggings they're super soft or, or whatever they say and um sir so like it's her person her her mentor or i don't know what they call it but we'll say mentor Central. uh yeah, her sensei. Uh, we like Jen wanted like a date night from her for doing something. I, yeah, I think it was selling really well, uh, and uh, I hope that was it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And we won a date night. And so we were able to go. So we were able to take an Uber down to the city, go to the Healing Comedy Club. But like what I loved was being able to, like, all right, we got dropped off at Healing Comedy. We got like an hour or two. Let's walk to a pizza place and eat. And just, I like the idea. I don't like it with kids. Like, I don't, I wouldn't have a fun time living in the city with kids, I don't think. Um, but like as, as a single person, I think I would have really enjoyed living in the city.
1: It's, it's very. Philly and where we're at does do a good job of balancing mm-hmm. the city as well in that there's a lot of parks and also mm-hmm. just super historical blocks. Like one of my favorite streets, uh, Mildred Street around here, at a certain spot, like you feel like you're walking through like the eighteen hundreds or something oh, like that. A- it still has that vibe. It's I love it. Well, and that's, like, one
0: of the the things I say about living in, like, in Bucks County, like, my favorite thing about living in Bucks County... Uh, because I have kids is, is, you know, I, I love having, you know, we have a a nice house with, with the front yard and and all that and the backyard. But besides that is that we aren't that far from like a lot of cool things, including Philadelphia and like historic Philadelphia. Like we, you know, it's less than an hour to there. It's, you know, an hour and a half to the beach. It's, it's within two hours of, of where we live. Uh, and, that, and really the same can be said about Philly cause there's really, you know, at the end of the day, I think it's about a half hour, uh, if I really push myself to get down to the city. So it's not like I'm that far removed from the city, but I mean, I am in the suburbs, so I am that far removed just, you know, on a, on another level, but like really within two hours of this, like greater Philadelphia area, there is so many cool things, whether it's in Philly itself, the shore, Uh, New York, if you really kind of push yourself and, and even like, you know, Virginia and Maryland and, and, uh, DC, if again, if you push yourself, you know, you can get to all those places within two hours. So like, I don't think there's like on the East coast, a a better place to live than like greater Philadelphia area.
1: It's, it's true. And so many people are moving to Philadelphia, um, literally every day from those other areas that you mentioned, because, It is a city, but the cost of living is is so very reasonable compared to those other places, Mm -hmm. which is really good for the long term outlook of Philadelphia as well, um, because you're getting like a a creative squeeze in in places like New York City, um, where the people that make kind of that, you know, like 40 to $80,000 salary, like that's not enough to do like what you want to do anymore. um, Potentially New York City and and boston and those places and so those people are moving here to philly and that's part of like why i'm so excited about the future and and just where we are and why i love where we are is we're getting these types and and they're enjoying it and really assimilating into just the fabric and uh that's that's only going to be good for for philly to continue the rise to world dominance
0: yeah well and like i mean the the creative you know thing is is great in philadelphia like I, it is uh, you know becoming like a, a a known city for comedy now uh, like it, you know, and I, I feel like it's, all. I, to me, it's always been kind of like that, like for musicians and, and comedy and whatnot, it's always felt like Philadelphia had something, but like, you know, I, I know I was, um, I actually around, I, I, I think, it, I guess in January is when I did, um, uh, my, I was a guest on the, the 95.7 Ben FM's Ben Around Philly podcast and, um, i was we were t- i was talking after the after i did the interview with the with the host i was talking to uh uh Kristen, who hosts the podcast and is the morning show person she's you know we were, and i was like yeah you know i was just reading recently like this comedy improv troupe like uh so from philadelphia was out in i think it was either chicago or it was in um in canada one of the fe- one of the comedy festivals in chicago or somewhere in Canada and like they were like the only like non-local like group that got sold out and like people were chatting about them and she's go, like, oh, yeah, my husband is the director for that group. And uh, so like Philly is starting to get a name outside of Philly as being a place of like comedy and music and, and I think podcasting now, like I'm, I think we're we're starting to put a big dent. Uh, you know, it used to be like New York, Chicago and LA was like your podcast cities. And I think Philadelphia's. When you search podcast festival, I think Philadelphia is one of your top results now.
1: That's amazing.
0: So, yeah, I just I I do love the the creative uh forces of of Philadelphia that you know kind of uh just, you know, being great. It's it's just it's great. And hopefully we can win some championships. That's as a sports fan, I just want to win some championships now, and I'll be happy.
1: Oh man, yeah. Just if the <laughs> Eagles can win a Super Bowl oh, in this lifetime.
0: That's a, yeah. That's like I've I'm more of a football guy. I love I love Phillies. I love uh, I can tolerate you know the Flyers. I, I, I'm I love I do like hockey. I'm I'm just not that well versed in it um but like you know it was great to see the phillies win a world series uh a, a couple of years ago uh wow it's almost 10 years ago now nine years ago god damn uh but yeah uh, football is where I at and i need to see i mean we've gotten a couple arena football championships uh <laughs> but i need an eagles championship. thanks bon jovi yeah <laughs> yeah that's yeah yeah well I don't even think he's involved with that organization anymore I think it's just jaws and I think oh, he's like the majority owner now <laughs> but um yeah I think like, that's I'm hoping in in the next uh hopefully I' get to live for the next 60 years uh i I want to see a, a Philadelphia Eagles championship like it it's gotta happen in our lifetime
1: it would be such a weight off of our backs.
0: Yes. Our and I almost it's almost I feel like it will be the we I feel like there will be fires but it'll be all good thing. Like I feel I will like this burn
1: my store to the ground. <laughs> Every ukulele will be burned
0: in celebration of the of our trophy that uh yeah, it's I I do foresee it. Like I felt I felt like when we won the the uh World Series uh 9 years ago. I felt like it was it was a little crazy but I I feel like it will be what it was when we won the World Series 9 years ago will is only a small fraction of I think what will happen when or if the Eagles win a Super Bowl When when yeah well you know I I think that we are I like I like what, where we're at right now I think that I think that we're in a rebuilding uh, you know, time period right now. I think that, you know, obviously chip kind of screwed us in a few uh, oh certain spaces.
1: God, he destroyed it. <laughs> what an idiot.
0: But I, I like that, you know, I'm not upset how last season turned out at all. You know, last season, I think we got lucky the first couple uh, weeks and, um, but I think it shows the potential that the team has. And, and, uh I'm hopeful that within the next like 5 years or so that we'll, we we could be not only contenders but hopefully win a championship.
1: It'll be it'll be a fun season especially with the pretty difficult and some might say most difficult schedule. Um to see what happens.
0: Yeah, I it's I'm super excited. I uh, it's it's um I think now that we kind of have a lot of su- you know, a lot of the baggage that that we've had uh, that was related to Andy Reid, And, and I know, you know, maybe that, I guess maybe it wasn't, I shouldn't say that cause I liked Andy Reed. I liked McNabb. Um, uh, but I feel like a lot of the baggage that we've had over the last, you know, five to 10 years, we're finally kind of stripped of all that. Uh, and there's, and it's like almost, you know, I don't think we have a, a team that even resembles a, a, anything that we had five to 10 years ago. So I think now that we have that, kind of like a fresh start almost I think is going to to be really helpful in our quest yes yes and at the very least there's always Madden and I can win a championship there <laughs> as the
1: Eagles man I haven't played video games in so long and I used to love playing yeah Madden NHL and FIFA really are the three games
0: I, uh, we'll end on this note, uh, since it's, it's getting late. And, um, but I've, I've been watching E3, uh, this, this weekend because, you know, we, the, the parent company to, to Everything is Awesome is called That's Entertainment and it was founded on the principle of like video games. So I was talking to my business partner. I was like, we should probably like, besides just putting out podcasts, maybe we should write about E3. Like, I feel like that should be something we do every year. And, um, so we did. And I've, so I've been paying attention and cause I used to be a gamer. I wouldn't say I was a hardcore gamer. Uh, and I definitely don't play as often as I do now because you know, I, I, am so heavily concentrated on the podcast and, and uh, on being a dad more importantly. Um, so when I do play video games, it's usually with my kid. Uh, and, but, but I did pick up, uh, Madden 16 recently because my nephew had it and I was like, all right, well, I can play him and he wants to be the Panthers. So I'm going to beat the hell out of him with the Eagles. Uh, And, but what I like about the new, the new um, Madden game that's coming out this year, Madden 18 is they're introducing a story mode called long shot. And I think it's the first story mode Madden has done where instead of like, so they'll have like the, the season mode or the GM mode where you get to do everything on and off season uh, but there's going to be story modus too where like it's, you, you start out as this kid uh, who was like a, like a star high school player and then something happened and he's out of it for a couple years and he's trying to fight his way back to the NFL. Um, it seems really interesting and and uh, it's definitely a way to grab my attention uh, with a series that it's hard to improve on now that we've just come so far with video games. like You can't do much to improve Madden but do that.
1: Yeah, that looks it looks insane and that's that's really cool. They're like uh Grand Theft Autoing Madden. So Yeah,
0: it's it's it, and I I I feel like EA kind of has done something similar to all their sports games this year. I don't know that there's a story mode. I don't know and and, and and now I'm also never gonna play this game because it's basketball and I don't really care for basketball. But I was intrigued because it, they focused more on this, I think, than they did on the the Madden one. It's called it's called uh, like the the streets or something, and you do you do play as a kid on the streets in, in I assume you play as a kid uh, on the streets, uh, basketball courts. And then I don't know if like it's story moded where you work your way to the NBA or not, but it seems like they're incorporating a lot more of that story driven stuff into their games. Cause that's been a, for me you know that's been a huge part of gaming lately like i can sit down and, and play the walking dead for you know two hours an episode versus final fantasy for 75 hours a game
1: i can play geometry wars for eight hours straight
0: <laughs> i and that's the thing is like uh you know it's you know everything's on your phone now too so it's just easier to do that you know you take that everywhere you go um all right before I uh, let you go, I know there's a lot more we could talk about. Uh, we'll have to have you on again, Steve. But give some uh, proper plugs for you, your store, and, of course, the Philadelphia Podcast Fest that you're, you're part of.
1: Um, well, to start with that, on July 14th, the Philly Podcast Festival uh, will be here with uh, Dan Drago and the 25 O'Clock Pod, The Great Albums. And then our shop podcast. And, um, you know, you're going to have to help me out with the website. Is it phillypodfest.com or phillypodfest? It is. Podfest? Yeah, it
0: phillypodfest.com. Is. Yeah, phillypodfest.com slash schedule will be the best place to go to see the complete schedule uh, and menus and whatnot.
1: And uh, and then as far as we're concerned, the best thing you could do is follow us on Instagram or Facebook And just like some stuff and and pay attention. And if you see something cool going on, uh, come on out and join us. Because we do a couple community nights. We do like a ukulele night. We do a didgeridoo night. Uh, We do a synth night. This is not going to work out timing-wise with the release of this podcast. But on Thursday, which is in two days from (laughs) how I'm currently speaking... We're doing an event with Korg uh, at the Maniac Brewing Company where we're going to have a bunch of synths set up and beers and just hang out with people from Korg and their product specialist will be there. Um so that'll be a lot of fun and uh and so yeah, we're trying to do do more events, make things, you know, more accessible. Um so all those things um are in all those places you can find us.
0: And, uh, I'll assure everybody it is, uh, if, if you haven't gotten over the last hour or an hour and 15 and change or whatever, that, uh, Steve is good people. That means bridge that sound. I mean, I, I, yeah, I bridge that sound is a place you want to go to, uh, for everything for all your musical needs. Even if they don't have what you need, they'll tell you where to go. Yeah. For everything. It's, it's just go there. Uh, I, I, it is uh I just it's if it, for anything just the welcoming vibe uh that you get uh is is why I would say you should go. Mm. Yeah. 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 And, um, so Steve, thanks for doing the show. Uh, it was a lot of fun talking to you, talking some, you know, uh, not to, uh, to play on the name of your podcast, but talking shop with you. (laughs) Uh, so, uh, we'll have to have you back on, uh, because I feel like there's many other tangents we could go on and talk about. And I feel like we didn't really touch on many, uh, bridge set related things, uh, that we could have. So we'll have to have you on again. Make sure you check out Steve's show. Not sh- well, yeah, his show. He has one. His show, his store. Everything that's set related is at Bridgeset Sound, as Steve said. For uh, Everything's Awesome, you can find us on Twitter at Real Awesome Pod. You can find me on Twitter at That Kev. That's where I do most of my tweeting and twatting. Uh, you can find this show on AwesomePodcast.com. We're also part of the Core Temp Arts Podcast Network on CoreTempArts.com. And uh, of course, uh, I'm Kev for Everything's Awesome. We'll see you next time. We've been awesome. Thank you for
1: listening to the and Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Cortemp Arts shows, visit cortemparts.com.